Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning, 1110 a.m. Wisconsin time. Hope everybody's doing great and you had a great work week, vacation, retirement, whatever you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I just like to put that out there for you guys. So thank you so much for stopping by and listening to my crazy-ass, raw-ass podcast. Again, I don't write anything down. Um, I don't reread the stories before I go live. I don't do any of that shit. I just see it and I read it and that's it. Sometimes, I have to be honest, I will scroll through, like I've mentioned before, I will scroll through the stories and look for certain keywords that catch my eye. And I have to go through them pretty damn quick to make sure I haven't read them before. So, I am home. It's really cold out. It's like 20, I don't know, 20 freaking five, I don't know. And it's overcast and it's actually snowing a little very cold out there. I did errands this morning. Not that you guys really care, but yeah, I did. And I'm home. Too cold to sit in the truck and do this podcast. But again, I am looking forward to spring and getting my ass out there and doing this podcast. I wonder what it'd be like to go somewhere public and just sit down and start talking to my phone. I guess people do it all the time, right? But then they'd be looking at me going, what's she doing? But again, people do this kind of shit all the time, right? It's a thing now. Everybody wants to be podcasters. But you know what got me into podcasting? For all you new listeners out there, why do I do this? Is Well, I'm a paranormal investigator. I have been from 2010, and I'm still a paranormal investigator. Not as active as I used to be because, well, shit happened and la la la. But (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Um, I do still investigate when I get the opportunity, when I get the chance. It's not very often that I want but, you know, what do you do? So anyways, um, I'm doing this podcast because I like to share other ghost stories that I find online, other oddities, uh, paranormal stories, ghost stories, Ouija, Mirror, all of that shit. I love all of it. And when I do go on a case, I will share the stories with you, which I mentioned last podcast in May. I'm going to go by myself on an investigation. So that'll be neat and so that's technically why I do the podcast, you guys. And for any of you, you uh, paranormal investigators who are new into investigating or you've been doing it for years, if you're new into it, you guys, go for it. Keep an open mind. Be very, very patient when you go on an investigation because you do have to sit in the dark for a while and you listen to a noise. My suggestion is if you are not in a group paid investigation, but you're actually investigating the real shit, the real deal, and you hear a noise... Get up and check it out. So many of these paranormal investigators, they go on these these big tours of people with people, and they're sitting there right in the dark, and they hear like a. They're like, did you hear that? Like, yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. That's it. Nobody gets off their ass to go investigate. And I have to tell you, one time I did do that, and someone actually got a little irritated at me because I actually went to investigate the freaking noise. Because a lot of times you can figure it out. Oh, it's a window that's open or it's windy or whatever the situation is. But a lot of times, honestly, it can be debunked. So just saying, get up, check it out. So that way you can't just dismiss it. You've investigated it, right? You're checking it out. It is, okay, it's that. Or maybe it really was something. And if it was something, of course, that's when you put the, you say, can you do that again? And the reason why we ask to do that again is to make sure Basically, that it's an intelligent being or haunting or creature, whatever you want to call it, a spirit, 
That's why we ask it, can you do that again? To see if how intelligent it is, right? Or if it's a residual. Residual, as you know, you could say, can you do it again? And they won't because it's residual. It's going to do it over and over again like they used to do in their past life when they were alive or when it was alive. But the intelligent ones, perhaps it's a new person who passed or someone who just wants to stay here and they don't want to move on, which is happens all the time. Not all the ghosts and spirits want to go to that other side or that light. A lot of them want to stay here because this is where they want to be. They are around their family or they're around where they used to work. And they're very, I can't say happy because I, I guess ghosts are happy when they're moved on or they're content or they're comfortable. So yeah, the, these you get these people that say, oh, move on to the, follow the light. What if they don't want to? They want to stay here. They want to stay on this on earth and they want to see their family members or their coworkers having a good time. Not all of them want to go. So I think the ones that my personal thought is that the spirits who want to go will stay here until they can get a message across via like say a psychic or medium and they're able to confirm and give the message to their family members through the medium uh, or psychic and then maybe they move on. Okay. They're on their way. My friend Michael, who is a uh, psychic medium, and he is absolutely uh, spot on. He actually his you can find him on Facebook. It's Simi Valley Paranormal. Oh crap! I forgot the name. Simi, Va- Simi Valley Paranormal something. Anyways, there's a picture of Michael, and he's doing his investigation. He's really good. Once in a while, you guys, once in a while, he will. If I'm chatting with him, he'll also hey. Is one of your sisters okay? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, because your mom's showing me that blah, 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 blah. And he'll just tell me this out of the blue. I'm like, huh? Yeah. But he never talks about my dad. It's it's usually my mom that'll come through and say, uh, your sister so-and-so is having pain in her arms or in her legs. Is everything okay? And he'll just, boom, blurt it out. So, yeah. Um, he's done a lot of cases. So, again, uh, it's Tarot by Michael, I think, is what his page is on Facebook. Anyways, you guys, he's legit. I didn't mean to go on a little <clears throat> sidetrack there. He's a good guy. Um, he knows his shit. He's been with it for a long time. So if you're into that, and he will do readings. He can do remote readings. He's very good at that. He's even done cases for the police department in his area to find people. So, anyways, back to the whole paranormal thing and why I do this podcast is because I don't get to investigate as much as I used to. And I get the urge and I get the itch and I just want to, I still want to be involved in it. So I find stories to read you guys. I'm not afraid of the paranormal. Um, I'm not afraid of the shadow man. I'm not afraid of all of that. Um, I've had my own per- personal experiences like I've mentioned before. My hair has been touched several times. I've had things thrown near me but not at me, which I think was intentional because I asked them to show me they're there. I've seen shadow people here twice in my house. It's a little thing. It's like a little black blob. I haven't seen it in a while, though. But I have seen that. Um, I've had plenty of experiences investigating on investigations here at the house. And why do I do it? Why do I investigate? Why does Patty investigate? Because when I was younger, I had a, in my early 20s, I had an experience. And I want to know who that was. And what's it like? You know, what's it like on the other side? What do they see? I want to know. I want to communicate with them. So that's why I did. Everybody has their own reasons why they investigate. You know those places you go, you pay to play, right? The big places. Uh, 
I wonder if the ghosts, what they think of us when we come in like, oh, here comes the humans. <laughs> what are we going to do today? <laughs> or if they're like, you know what? We're not in the mood to spook you guys today. We're going to go hang out over here. You know, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? All right. As you can see, my Duncan, I got my Duncan in. It's kicking in. Oh, Metapsychics just put a podcast on Spotify. They're, they're trippy, and I already told you guys about them. So, uh, if you guys are, like, into the true, uh, true crime kind of podcasting, there's this guy ma- named Mr. Balin. I had followed him on Instagram for a long time, a couple years now, actually. And now he's, like, freaking huge because he's on pod. He's on, he started on Instagram, and, you know, that's where he got his start. His stories are just freaking chilling. Uh, I was listening to one the other night, and I'm just like, what the hell? I think it's called Mr. Balin. I think his name is actually Scott for some reason, but Balin, Mr. Balin. Check him out if you guys are into a true podcast, a true crime, excuse me. He's on Spotify, and he does things on Instagram still. He does little blips, but he's a neat one to follow if you're really into that. Uh, it, the story that I heard the other night wasn't gruesome. It was just, like, shocking. I mean, literally, I was like, what? I never would have suspected that. And it was one of his newest episodes. I haven't listened to the rest yet. So give him a, a like if you're into that. And also, as you know, The Haunted Side with Patrick. Um, I'm in his chat on Tuesdays and Fridays usually. Sometimes he pops on during the weekday. If you want to come in and say, hello, Patty. Patty Podcaster. That'd be great. If not, that's cool. You know you can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com. Um, yeah. So that's that. That's all I can think of right now. And yeah, I know I mentioned the antique stores and thank you so much, uh, D for your advice and your suggestion on that via the email. I appreciate it. And I'll definitely just <laughs> kick myself in the ass and just do it. But I work Monday through Friday, so eh, we'll see how that works. Cause like I said before, those antique stores have some really odd hours. On with the stories, you guys. Oh, hey, what did you think of the stories of the of the cult? Was that just like a little too weird? Eh? I don't know. Okay. I'm jibber-jabbing. Jibber-jabbing. Okay, here we go. We are going to... <laughs> I don't think I've read these. They do not look familiar to me. <sighs> 15 real-life paranormal encounters that will keep you awake tonight. Now, this is by Occult Museum, uh, 2020. 2016 and this occult museum has some freaking crazy ass stories and it's like going down the rabbit hole you're like oh there's a good story and there's oh there's this link over here whoosha, whoosha, whoosha. you know it's like fuck okay oh i don't recognize these so all right it's called a visitor in the night now when i was seven i woke up in the middle of the night with an earache Oh, please don't tell me there's a bug in your ear. Please don't. Oh, speaking of that, you guys, did I tell you that? Shit. About a week ago or so. Maybe I did. I don't remember. I'm sitting here watching TV. Just, you know, just chilling with my cat. And I scooted over to the right. I just happened to look to my left. And no shit, there's a spider literally coming down from my ceiling fan. Just about ready to land on me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Freaked me the hell out. And then the other night, well, it was last week too, I was gaming because I'm a gamer. And I saw, I saw, I felt like really nauseated and sick to my stomach all of a sudden. Like out of the blue, I was just like, oh God, it wasn't like motion sickness. So then later I was just like, and then I realized there was this bump 
on my arm, like where you bend your elbow area. So I wonder if something bit me, and that was my reaction to this bite. Good. Right. So, little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her curds and whey. Right? The spider sat down and Yeah, that was me. I'm like, oh my god, I squealed and I, <laughs> I squealed and I screamed. Where's my flies water? No, I didn't kill him. I released him. It's a bit chilly, but <laughs> oh well. <laughs> All right, sorry. Okay. When I was when I was seven, I woke up in the middle of the night with an earache. I decided to tell my mom and stepdad and walked out of my room. Someone was sitting in the chair in the living room about three feet away from my bedroom door. The person looked strange. The face was just kind of like distorted, but it was dark and I couldn't see well. Mom? I asked. The person shook their head and started getting... The person shook their head and I started getting scared. Mike? The person shook their head again. I decided the best course of option was to go back to bed so I wouldn't have to walk past this person. I climbed in bed and closed my eyes for a second. Before opening them and seeing the person, <sighs> before opening them and seeing the seeing the person standing in my doorway, smiling madly and nodding furiously, I what? I screamed at the top of my lungs and closed my eyes. My stepdad came running out of his room in his underwear with a baseball bat. Good lord, that was a scary sight to see. There was nothing there, but my clo- but closed my eyes. Wait a minute, there was nothing there, but. He spelled clothes C-L-O-T-H-E-S. That's like clothes that you wear. There. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. But clothes my mom had folded, put on the chair, were strewn about the living room. How's that happen if he's in their bedroom and his clothes are in the living room? That's weird, right? Now, for the longest time, I told myself it was a cat sitting on the clothes. That's it. <laughs> That's it? What? Okay, all right, whatever. The Nightwalker. The one and only, the one, good Lord, Patty. The only one I have is when I was in fourth grade when I was little. I would always sleep with my door open. I went through a phase where I would wake up about three or four in the morning every night. And every single night, I would hear footsteps walking up my stairs around my living room, through my dining room, and across the kitchen. I think I read this one before. They would always stop right in yeah, doorway and turn around and go back to the basement. But one night they didn't stop. And what I saw was a shadow of a little girl or boy, which I couldn't tell, was right in front of my doorway. Looked at me for a, for a few seconds and walked back away down the stairs. I think I read that one before, you guys. Oh, no. Um, let me scroll these really quick. Uh, okay, here's something. I don't think I've read this. It's called The Gift. From 3 until 13, I lived in a nice home out near Yosemite National Park. Nothing super spectacular, spectacular about it. Dude, just living near Yosemite is freaking spectacular. Can you imagine? Wow. Now, it was four bedrooms, a den, a dining room, and, you know, the norm. It was just down a little dirt road. And miles away from civilization. Ooh, neat. My whole childhood, I was visited by this girl in white. She never spoke. I would just wake up at night and see or feel her there. I asked my dad, and his response every time was, the men in our family can see ghosts. My rationality of this is, I'm a skeptic, so I remain to this day 
a skeptic, even though I'm telling the, the story. All right, so anyways, my rational this was that we had some sort of mild schizophrenia running through our family. It also didn't bother me. Uh, she didn't look at, she didn't look like other people. There was something off about her, though. After my father died, my mother decided to sell the house and went through a realtor. We never once had contact with the buyers, uh, only knew them by name. The buyer had a son who went to the same school our old neighbor and son apparently... What? The buyer had a son that went to the same school as our old neighbors. And the son apparently came to school without sleeping, without sleep repeatedly, complaining about that there was a girl who watched him at night and that he needed to get out. Okay. All right. So there's that kind of the, the confirmation that, that it was real and uh, not schizo. Can you imagine? I don't, I don't think any of that runs in my family. If I do, I don't know about it. The basement. All right. Just scrolling a roll to make sure I haven't read this before. Okay. The basement. I am the eldest of three siblings, and of course, as we moved house to house, I got the basement bedroom most times. I was fine with this being the eldest. This let me have my privacy. Now, the last home I lived in with my family before I moved out on my own, I spent five years in the basement bedroom. I don't know about that, guys, if I don't want to live in the basement. Unless, like, 100% finished. I, st I, st I don't know. I don't know. Still wouldn't. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Through those five years, I experienced amazing night terrors and sleep paralysis on a very regular basis. There were a few incidences where I would wake up and the closet on the far side of the room would be open just a crack. Just a crack. And I'd stare at it knowing I had closed it. And it would creak open just a touch more than after what would seem like hours of slowly closed and clicking shut not slamming, not a regular door closed, a very slow, methodic, <laughs> slow, methodical, that makes no sense. Um, so that's trippy. So the, the door opens and it closes really, really slow. Okay, I just got chills when I said that. Only two specific nights I woke up, not suddenly like something jarred me, but just like kind of rolled over and at the foot of my bed, I saw a girl standing there. She looked very young black, dark hair, dark dress, and she didn't move much. She didn't make a sound, and I could never make out the face. Both times, I reverted immediately back to being five years old and hid my face under the sheets while my heart rate went full marathon pace. Eventually, I would feel like it wasn't there anymore, and I'd peek out, and it would be gone. My parents are not believers in anything paranormal, and I never told them anything like they would because they think I'm crazy, right? I chalked it up to night terrors and extraordinary realistic dreams during para paralysis. <laughs> I moved out and I moved away, far away. My next sibling in line that coveted adult room in the basement and life went on. That makes no sense. I apologize. I had a few Christmas visits and other holiday runs. At one point, I remember going into the room to get a chair and seeing the... <laughs> no... Seeing the closet door nailed shut from the outside. I didn't question it as though what? As though there is no way it's related to my experience. Well yeah, if they nailed the freaking door closed, it is. Oh. Oh boy, my mind's going crazy on that one. Not long after that, 
On another return visit home, I went and checked the door to the closet. The nails were gone. Oh, my God. The nails were gone, but in place was a padlock. And there was clear, clearly, bund oh, Jesus, bundles of sage and sweetgrass handing over. Wow. So they put it all around the closet and the window. I worked up the nerve to ask my mom what's the deal with the basement, and she reluctantly told me that my brother had see had been seeing things. Uh, they have been coming in and out of the closet, and that he had a girl appear beside his bed, and it terrorized him on several occasions. Interesting. Now, no joke, I still haven't told them what I saw because I don't want them to have to move or be bothered with their basement over this. They are both retired, all kids have moved out, and they seem happy. They have also since gutted and renovated the whole basement. I've stayed there a few times with my new wife, and nothing has happened. That's really interesting that the spirit... There, see it, there it is again. Closets. Why closets? Okay. Theory. Suggestion? Hmm. Theory is, the thought process is, is that the spirits hang out in basements because it's dark and it's quiet and nobody bothers them. Okay? So what if it's the same thing for closets? In our mind, it's a small space. But perhaps when they're in the closet, it's not a small space. It's a big space. It's dark. It's quiet. No humans bother them, so the only time they can come out is when it's dark, when we're asleep, right? And they open the door, they peek around, okay, it's nice and dark in the house, we can move about, right? What do you think? I, I think I'm on to something here. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. All right, the lamp. A few years ago, one night around 3 a.m., there's that time again, my wife and I were sleeping, and I feel... I've, Feel myself slowly waking up from a real deep, excuse me, sleep. <laughs> I swear you just Duncan. My eyes started lifting up, and as soon as they focused on the lamp on my dresser, it slid off and shattered on, on the floor. My wife and I quickly sat up and looked at each other, horrified at the start, you know, at the startling noise that they had heard. We agreed we would clean it up in the morning. Went back to sleep. The next morning we woke up. The lamp was, the lamp was, oh. The lamp was at the foot of the bed, about five feet from where it fell, completely intact and not broken at all. We were still trying to make sense of it. I don't know. I got nothing on that one. I, I don't know. I got nothing. It can't be a dream because they both heard it, right? Well, I suppose you can, but I don't think so. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. The young man. We moved into a house and everything was really quiet for the first six months or so. The neighbors told us that the people who lived there before had moved after their teenage son died in a motorcycle accident. Then, after the first six months, my dad died, not in the house, and after that, stuff started to happen. I had a friend sleep over, and one night my friend woke me up because she said there was a young guy standing in my bedroom. I hate that when they say that. So, I went to check it out, and nothing was there. Now, over the next few years, just about any friend that stayed over the night has said they saw a tall, blonde, young guy walking around the house. We did have a few other things happen, like wine glasses was on the counter and it would just break. Uh, no one was touching it. It would just shatter on the counter. Another time during the winter, we had the heater on and my mom was always the warmest in the house and it was ice cold as you walked across my bedroom to the bathroom that was connected. I don't know. There's no airflow. 
The creepiest thing was when my boyfriend was sleeping on the couch in the middle of the night, and he woke up to a young guy pushing him off onto the floor. He said the guy didn't say anything, but my boyfriend at the time knew he had to leave it. He had to leave, and he did. He wouldn't stay at my place after that. Interesting. That's a lot of energy for a spirit to uh, push somebody. I, I, as far as we know, I mean, it's all paranormal investigating. You guys is still never, hopefully, will never be a hundred percent verified what it is, what they are, where they come from. Because then, honestly, that kind of ruin it for all of us, wouldn't it? Every day, I think we learn something new about the paranormal, and the energy, and all of that. Mm. The little black box. One night, when I was 10, I was sleeping in bed and woke up to my bedroom door opening Then someone sitting on my bed. I felt the graze on my leg and the bed skin as... See? Okay. I felt the graze on my leg and the bed sink as they sat. Thinking it was my mom having something to tell me, I opened my eyes and only to see pale eyes. Just black, empty eye sockets of a boy who seemed to be my age sitting at the foot of my bed with his legs crossed, staring at me, or facing my direction since he had no eyes. He then reached his hands out toward me, and he was holding what looked like a little black box. I was freaked out. But as... (laughs) What? He was freaked out. But as I reached to grab it, he hesitantly pulled it back. I reached out further for it and said, Give it! As I did so, I blinked, and by the time I reeled my eyes, he was gone. The spot of the bed where he was sitting lifted back up into place, but the imprint of someone sitting there was still present. I told my mom in the morning, and she said, slightly freaked out, but assured me that it was just I was just dreaming. Fast forward five years. I had my girlfriend over to do some homework. After homework, she took a nap, and while she waited for her parents to pick her up. Well, when they arrived, I tried waking her to let her know, you know that they're there. I nudged her as she opened her eyes so suddenly already looking in the direction of the corner of the room where the wall meets the ceiling, lifted her finger and pointed. And as fast as she woke up, she fell asleep again. What? I attempted to wake her up again. She came to full consciousness, and I asked her, what the hell was that all about? And explained, you know, what was she looking at? She said, oh, I thought I was dreaming, but up on the wall I saw a little boy with no eyes, just there, like in a Spider-Man pose, staring at me. That's when I freaked out. I told her the story for the first time of when I saw what I guess was the same kid. Oh my goodness. Fast forward another five years. Still with the same girlfriend. Good for him. Um, And by the time he had a two-year-old daughter, we were living in uh, my old bedroom at my parents' house. My daughter would wake up at the same time every night, start talking, and for a while we thought it was a normal baby thing. Until I noticed it was almost the same conversation every night. I playfully asked her one night who sat, who she was talking to every night. She responded, a little boy. He talks to me. He's nice. He's lost and is looking for his mommy. I told my mom what had happened the next morning. And before I got to tell her what I thought she said, I remember when that happened to you, then your girlfriend. I have no idea what this is. By then, neither my girlfriend or have I have seen the little boy after the first encounter, but my daughter continued to her nightly visions until we got our own place later that year. Okay, so we know how that works. Um, as you get older, your brain, I believe we just, unless you're very open and you, you leave that part of your brain 
um, how shall I say, like your third eye? So you can see more ghosts and spirits, right? So that makes sense that their daughter sees it, but they don't anymore because they've kind of like grown out of it, which is very, very common for paranormal investigators. Um, so yeah, I thought those were good stories. Except for that one that I read before that I didn't know I read before. But I thought that one was a pretty good one. So, my 30 minutes is just about up. Thank you so much for taking your time to stop by and listen to this crazy-ass podcast where I stumble and all that fun stuff. Feel free to email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w at gmail.com. Put podcasts in the subject field. You guys have a phenomenal work week. This is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.